Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. Do gospel inconsistencies related to questioning Jesus matter? First, let's find out what the inconsistencies are. Using the King James Version of the Bible and putting text from each gospel within a paragraph, I will break it into sections to make it easier to compare. This first section is about the soldiers taking Jesus to Caiaphas for questioning. The admitted portions deal with Peter denying Jesus before the cock crowed. I will address that topic at some future time, but want to keep the text focused on the topic we are comparing. Matthew 26, 55 through 68 says, In that hour, Jesus said to the multitude, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And those who laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed them at a distance to the high priest's courtyard. And he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is this these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of any witnesses? Look now, you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and the others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Now we'll hear what Mark, the Gospel of Mark says. Mark 14, 53 through 65 says, And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed them at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple and make temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimony agree, and the high priest stood up in the midst of the and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is this these men testify against you? But he kept silent and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him, saying, are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with clouds of heaven, with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. 
Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and beat him and to say to him, prophesy. And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. The next one is from Luke. Luke 22, 52 through 55 says, Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Verse, chapter 22, verses 63 to 61 goes on to say, Now the men who held Jesus mocked him and beat him. And having blindfolded him, they struck him on his face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who struck you? And many other things they blasphemously spoke against him. And soon it was day, and the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, came together and led him into their council, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will by no means believe. And if I also ask you, you will by no means answer me or let me go. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then they all said, Are you then the Son of God? So he said to them, You rightly say that I am. And they said, what further testimony do we need? For we have heard it ourselves out of his own mouth. And this is the portion from the Gospel of John. John 18, verses 11 through 16 says, So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? And this refers to when Peter cut off the soldier's, soldier's ear. Then the detachment of troops. And the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. And that's the apostle John who was writing this gospel. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood on that at the door outside. Then the other disciple, which is John, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Chapter 18, verses 19 through 24 goes on to say, The high priest, Caiaphas, then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered, I spoke openly to you. Openly to the world, I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always met. And in secret, I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him. If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Chapter 18, verse 28 further says, Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium, and it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. So with the four this portion of the four Gospels I've shared with you, what are the commonalities? The soldiers captured Jesus and took him to be questioned. 
Also, Peter followed him at a distance and entered the high priest's courtyard. And also, Jesus was struck by at least one of the soldiers or officers. So what are the major inconsistencies thus far? The first question I have is, does it mean that Jesus wasn't captured and questioned because the Gospel of John says that Jesus was first taken to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas? After reading the passage many times, it sounds like John, who had been admitted into the courtyard by the high priest, was able to give us more specific details as an eyewitness. As a busy high priest, it sounds like Caiaphas had his father-in-law, Annas, help him question Jesus while he periodically oversaw the questioning process, as noted by the comments by Caiaphas interspersed within the passage. Next question. In that, not all four Gospels specifically say that all the disciples fled, mean that Jesus wasn't captured by the soldiers and taken for questioning. In that, each of the Gospels says that Peter followed Jesus at a distance, conveys that the disciples weren't right there with Jesus as he was taken in for questioning. All four Gospels don't mention John going into the courtyard with Peter. Does that mean that Jesus wasn't captured by soldiers and taken for questioning? Actually, since the other disciples fled, John became the eyewitness, and because he was known by the high priest and was able to enter the courtyard with Jesus. Additionally, he was able to persuade them to allow Peter into the courtyard as well. So this is the eyewitness of John who saw things up close and personal. Next question. Since all four Gospels don't have the same reason for Jesus being struck, does that mean that Jesus wasn't struck during the questioning? First and foremost, all four Gospels said Jesus was struck, so that's accurate. Does it matter if three of the Gospels say it was because they wanted Jesus to prophesy who had struck him with their palm of their hand? At first, I didn't understand why they would ask this. But in watching a video by J. Warner Wallace, a L.A. cold case detective who wrote Cold Case Christianity, I understood while reading how Mark and Luke both described the soldiers had first blindfolded Jesus as they taunted him and asking him to prophesy who had hit him while his eyes were covered. And John, the officer struck Jesus when he suggested that they ask others who had heard what he had said openly in the synagogues and temple. None of these invalidate that Jesus was struck during questioning. So now I'm on the second part of this, and I grouped it accordingly. This po portion is focused on Jesus being questioned by Pontius Pilate. Uh, Gospel of Matthew says in verses 27, 1 through 2, when morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. That's in order to stay focused on the topic. Verses 3 through 10 are omitted because they have to do with Judas trying to return the money he was given to betray Jesus. So in chapter 27, verses 11 through 31, it says, Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? Pilate said to him, 
but he answered him not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing the multitude to the multitude, one prisoner whom they wished. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who's called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, I've nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who's called Christ? They said, all said to him, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that there was no more that he could do to prevail at all, but rather that the tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and our on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus to the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him on and put scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, but his own clothes, and put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now the Gospel of Mark says in Mark 15 verses 1 through 20, immediately in the morning the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, "Are you the King of the Jews?" And he answered and said to him, "It is as you say." And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? But for he knew that the chief priest had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call Jesus of the Jews? So they cried out again, crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them. And he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called the Praetorium. And they called together the whole garrison and they clothed him with purple. And they twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And began to salute him, Hell, King of the Jews. Then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him. 
and bowing the knee, they worshiped him. And then they mocked him and they took the purple off of him but his own, and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Now from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 1 through 26 says, Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Then Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him and said, It is as you say. So Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no fault in this man. But they were the more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked if the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. Now, when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him because he had heard many things about him, and he had hoped to see some miracle done by him. Then they questioned him with many words. But he answered him nothing, and the chief priests and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated treated him with contempt and mocked him, arrayed him in gorgeous robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people, and indeed have examined him in your presence. I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out as one, at once, saying, Away with this man, release to us Barabbas, who had been once saying, um, who had once been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them. But they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one they requested, who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison. But he delivered Jesus to their will. Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man Simon the Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. This is from the Gospel of John, starting with verses chapter 18, verses 28 through 40, and continuing with chapter 19, verses 1 through 16, which says, they, Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the Praetorium, and it was very early morning. But they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. Then Pilate said to him, You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. 
that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered him, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die, because he made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and the power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power against me unless it was given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment scene in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. And then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. So what are the commonalities in these last four um, gospel portions? Well, the high priest, elders, and others plotted to have Jesus killed. Also, Jesus didn't answer some of the questions by the high priest, but did answer when Pilate asked him if he was king of the Jews. A royal robe was put on Jesus to taunt him. A crown of thorns was put on Jesus, mocking him. Jesus was chastised, hit, beat, whipped, and scourged, or scourged. And Pilate asked whether they wanted Barabbas or Jesus released, and the citizens said to crucify Jesus several times, and then they chose Barabbas to be released. What are the inconsistencies in this portion? First question, does it mean it didn't happen if only the Gospel of Matthew states that Pilate's wife asked Pilate to have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him? Matthew may have been privy 
the, um, the Apostle Matthew may have been privy to more information than the other gospel writers. Some of the gospel writers write with less detail and others with more. Regardless, this doesn't invalidate Jesus being questioned, mocked, and chosen to be crucified over a criminal. Since the Gospel of Matthew was the oh, since the Apostle of Matthew was the only one that said that Pilate washed his hands, saying, "I'm innocent of the blood of this just person," you see to it. Does that mean that Pilate was in agreement with the crucifixion of Jesus? On the contrary. Both Gospels of Luke and John say that Pilate announced that he found no fault or reason of death in Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, it says that Pilate knew that the priest had turned Jesus in for envy. So he asked that what evil that Jesus had done. And he was bombarded by overwhelming cries to crucify Jesus. In Matthew, Pilate washed his hands of the innocent Jesus' crucifixion. Is the... The next question, is the trial and conviction of Jesus Christ invalid because in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, Herod helped Pilate because Jesus was in Herod's jurisdiction and the other three Gospels didn't have it? Well, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 14 says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us. It was 1 through 4, I meant to say Luke 1. 1 through 4, I'm going to start again. Luke 1 through 4, inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus that you may know the certainty of things in which that you were instructed. Luke talked to eyewitnesses and recorded the information from them. So some of the Gospels written before the Gospel of Luke might not have all the additional details offered by several of the eyewitnesses. So it does not invalidate it. Is the questioning and sentence of Jesus and his crucifixion invalid? Because not every one of the Gospels said he was given a read, was spit upon, and they knelt down and mocked Jesus. Most certainly not. There are those who would try to convince all Christians or those contemplating the Christian faith by trying to get them to focus on some inconsistencies, no matter how insignificant they are. They play with the words and the way some disciples describe things with detail and others don't. They try to confuse you by making a case saying that because there are some inconsistencies in the Bible, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, who predicted his own betrayal, death, and resurrection, isn't true. That simply isn't accurate. Don't let people confuse you with insignificant things and try to undermine your faith. Remember, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ.
Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.